Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast by The Still Water. It is our purpose and intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Susan was dying. She had been a very active person, including being active in sports, especially softball. She had done all the things that a person should do to stay in shape and remain healthy. In fact, she had been especially careful about her diet and to care for her blood pressure. Yet, she was dying. She had a form of kidney disease that had been managed by diet and some medications, but these were no longer effective. The doctor's office called with the results of her latest blood work, and she needed to be in dialysis immediately or she would not survive. But the dialysis was not a permanent solution. She needed a new kidney. But finding a kidney donor is difficult and often delayed for years, time that Susan didn't have. Think of the feelings of uncertainty and even despair she must have felt, having this critical event completely out of her hands waiting on a stranger to die in an accident so that she could have even a chance of living. But then someone offered a life-giving gift, a healthy kidney to Susan. The process is referred to as being a living organ donor. But why would anyone undergo the painful procedure of donating an organ? The answer is love. A woman named Kelly offered to donate one of her healthy kidneys to Susan. But this was not a random match or a stranger. Kelly's son was dating Susan's daughter, and the two women hadn't been friends for years. Still, this was a priceless gift, the gift of life. The story is a happy one and continues to this day. Kelly's son is named Matthew and Susan's daughter is named Madison. They are now married and have a son. But the family bond between the in-laws goes beyond just a shared grandchild. It is about sharing a life. So why? The answer is love. We have talked last podcast about the letter written by the Apostle John and how it was addressing some bad information being taught. The teachers were known as the Gnostics. They were corrupting the gospel by mixing pagan myths and philosophies with the story of Jesus. Some of these were whispers that questioned the story of the divine Jesus and that he could not have died the cruel death of crucifixion. Some said that sin was not a real concern, that qualities like compassion, love, and truth were not important. These teachings had harmed some of the early believers and had caused some to turn their back on Jesus. John writes and tells them that he was there. He saw and heard Jesus teach, saw the people healed, saw the storm stopped by words, and passed out the bread and fish as Jesus fed thousands of people from a handful of food. He saw him die and saw him alive again. John tells them, I know, I heard, I saw and know the truth, and I have shared that truth with you. John's letters provide some indicators about who is telling the truth. But one of the elements that is important to see in the letter is the affection and love for those that are believers, many of whom John, now an elderly man, will never meet. But he wants them to know how he sees them. One obvious place is the beginning of chapter 2 when he describes them as my little children. 
words that convey a deep connection and love. And as he does, he wants the very best for them, the hope and joy of the blessings of knowing the one that changed his life, the one known as Jesus. But what would that connection look like? Some of the Gnostics were teaching that sin does not matter. He would urge those that he loves, those he had just called my little children, to not be taken in by this lie. He says that they should guide their lives by this principle because Jesus had given so much to lead them away from evil and wicked thoughts and actions and has provided them an escape. He shows them that Jesus provided a solution to sin as well, paying a terrible price to lift a terrible curse. This is where our story of Kelly and Susan can be seen. When Kelly learned that her friend needed a kidney, she decided on her own to get tested to see if she could help. To the amazement of everyone, Kelly was a perfect antigen match for Susan and could act as the perfect donor. No matter how long Susan lives, she will never forget or dismiss the gift and the love of Kelly. She provided a way for her to live and to see and know her grandson. Jesus has that connection with his believers. His willing sacrifice gives us life, life that will allow us to see heaven and the glory of the Father. But the teachings of the Gnostics had weakened that bond and that trust as they denied the story of Jesus. What is at stake is the connection to the gospel and thus to the gift of Jesus. John says, if we obey what God has told us, then we are sure that we know him. If we say we know God but do not obey his commands, we are lying. The truth is not in us. But when we obey God's teachings, his love is truly working in us. This is how we know that we are living in him. If we say we live in God, we must live the way Jesus lived. To follow the directions of God means we are following the truth. But this is much more than simply a mindless, robotic obedience. This is about understanding and being a part of the love that has been shown to us. The statement at the end could not be clearer. If we say we live in God, we must live the way Jesus lived. But John goes on and tells his readers, those that he identifies as my little children, as those that understand and practice the oldest of commands. My dear friends, I'm not writing a new command to you. It is the same command you have had since the beginning. This command is the teaching you have already heard. But what I write is also a new command. It is a true one. You can see its truth in Jesus and in yourselves. The darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Someone might say, I am in the light. But if they hate any of their brothers or sisters in God's family, they are still in the darkness. It is amazing that these statements made by the Gnostics sound so familiar. There are many that claim to be believers in God and followers of Jesus, but practice and say the most vile things about others. They claim a religious reason for violence, saying that they are guided by the teachings of Jesus and have the support of God. John exposes this as the lie that it is. 
Jesus never prompted hate or violence, and those that claim that he did do not speak the truth. Yet, some take these false claims as fact and have judged the message of Jesus by these lies. They have never been willing to look at the real story of Jesus, the real teachings of Jesus, and the actions of the real followers of Jesus to see the truth about Jesus. John pleads with the readers to see the truth about the gospel and about the true followers of Jesus and the way they act and the way they talk. John says that you can tell if they say they hate, they are not of God. John also talks about loyalty. Do not love this evil world or the things in it. If you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. This is all there is in the world, wanting to please our sinful selves, wanting the sinful things we see, and being too proud of what we have. But none of these come from the Father. They come from the world. The world is passing away and all the things that people want in the world are passing away. But whoever does what God wants will live forever. John says that what we love is our choice. We can be powerfully influenced by the desire to feed our greed, feed our self-indulgences, and feed our pride, things that will poison our relationship with God. Put another way, these three elements can be reduced down to three statements what we need, what we want, and what we feel. When these three become more important to us than what God has taught us, we have become connected to the world that is dying. Let's break this down a little bit more. While many people would not imagine that they could act or hate with violence toward anyone, that attitude changes quickly when confronted with something that they believe that they need, like food. Every day, violent crimes are committed because someone wanted something that someone else had. How often has pride or hurt feelings destroyed relationships? These are the elements he is speaking of, that we would take those things that we need, want, or feel and put them as priorities over our relationship with God. While the Gnostics believe this was the proper order of things, they are believing and practicing a lie. Instead, God is offering a solution. The oldest command is about love, but now it has the greatest of all examples in Jesus. So the old commandment is given new emphasis. We should keep the commandments of God, including this one, to love one another. Callie acted in love and saved her friend Susan's life. Let's be clear. Kelly gained nothing from donating her kidney. She did not do it for fame, for money, or because she had to. John wants us to know that the truth is about the love of God and how we are to love one another. We cannot let pride, panic, or passion override the truth of God. We need to learn and become devoted followers of the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of love. We will talk more about the Gnostics, but know this. John was a witness of Jesus acting in love to save us. John says, learn the real story of Jesus and then act upon it, showing 
true devotion by learning that the message is about love and the devotion to God and the devotion to each other and to follow what has been commanded. We must cast aside those that would corrupt that story. Susan gave a kidney to save a life. Jesus gave his life to save us all. That is love. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.